Care Benefits Check. As easy as, that's 800-730-8405. This message is for Karina, our mom who finished her high school diploma at age 28. Hi, Mom. It's Amethyst and Nicholas. Congratulations on getting your diploma. You worked so hard and have taught us so much. We love you. When you graduate, they graduate. Finish your high school diploma for you and for them. Visit finishyourdiploma.org to find free and supportive adult education centers near you. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. I love this song. I love nachos. Loving everything? You might be buzzed. You know what I'd love? A ride when it's time. Anytime between 9 a.m. and 2 p.m. Monday or Friday at 2671 Gable Road. And apply in person. Join the Brown Plumbing and Heating team today. Broadcasting live across the great state of Montana, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. Yeah, you know, it it is amazing how much more news, how much more information is still coming out day after day when it comes to the story over this whole China spy balloon uh, that was uh, hovering over Montana. And in fact, if it wasn't for local uh, photographers on the ground, photographers like Larry Mayer from the Billings Gazette, the government probably never would have admitted to the fact that China had a spy balloon flying over our country, hovering over our country. And uh, so he's, he's been getting uh, due praise uh, from uh, several across the country for uh, for sharing his photograph, which basically uh, ended up breaking the whole story about this whole China spy balloon. In fact, uh, the BBC, I did a, a recent interview here with the BBC out in London, and they also shared audio of my conversation with Larry Mayer from about two weeks ago, where we were talking about uh, this whole spy balloon after the news had been confirmed talked about his photographs and much more but yeah i mean larry just last night on fox news with sean hannity he was interviewing south dakota governor christy Nome, and she shared new information about the fact that that she is the governor of south dakota home to ellsworth air force base which has some of our bombers that she wasn't even given a heads up and and i think the balloon had already crossed over her state. Governor Greg Gianforte in Montana talked about how he wasn't given a heads up until the balloon was 100 plus miles inside of our sovereign airspace here in Montana as well. But this story that you've got now, uh, where apparently they did have a plan in place to try to shoot this uh, balloon down over the Beartooth Mountains. What are your sources from inside the Department of Defense telling you? So uh, I, I've, I've had people started to call me right away and say, hey, if you look at, if you look at the, uh, the tankers that were in place, the fighters that were in place, you can see that there is obviously a plan. To, there was obviously a plan to shoot that thing down over Montana. So I started, you know, calling around. Finally, came up with some people who were willing to um, admit that off the record. Obviously, they're still uh, in the military and worried about their jobs. And so, um, uh, you know, we 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 wrote that story, tried to get some information um, from. Uh, from NORAD, uh, you know, about I sent them an, an email with a bunch of questions, and then we sent questions out to our congressional staff. And um, you know, for the most part, everybody's been been really good. But um, um, we ended up, you know, publishing that story, and then uh, within an hour of putting that story online, I, I got a call from 
from uh, NORAD, and they were uh, not happy. <clears throat> Interesting. Yeah. What, uh, and, yeah, I guess what, what can you share from that phone call? Or So uh, from your reporting, I guess my, my first question is, okay, did they actually have the approval to shoot down the China spy balloon over the Beartooth Mountains? Were they looking to do so but just were unable to do so? Or, uh, you know, or, or what else happened there? What, what have you been able to gather? Well, so what I've been told is that um, they were uh, – they had approval to shoot it down over the Beartooth Mountains because – that was, and in fact, from uh, uh, one of President Biden's previous, uh, um, you know, he was the deal where he was getting off the helicopter and the reporters were yelling questions at him. And he said, he said, I told him to shoot it down on Wednesday, which was February 1st, right? That was the first day. And that's when it was here. And uh, um, so what I've been told is that they were unsuccessful uh because the plan was to shoot it down with guns, just perforate the balloon in, in as minor of fashion as possible and and let the thing come down into the Beartooth Mountains where they could retrieve it. If they had been successful, um, we would we wouldn't even be talking about this right now. Well, and also we would have had the components uh, on the ground, not uh, under the sea. And it probably would have allowed for more uh, for more exploitation capabilities as well, especially if you had a slow drift back down to the surface. Uh, now, I think what you reported in your story is something that I've I've seen regarding capabilities of the F-22s. This has already been reported, so it's not like you're divulging national security secrets here with your report either. That uh, that apparently it was the altitude at which uh, the jets were able to reach and the altitude of the spy balloon, which is which is why you reported that they. They couldn't engage with their guns. They could only engage it with a missile. So apparently, apparently they they only wanted to engage it with the guns, but they couldn't engage. They didn't. They were not allowed to engage it with the missile, which is why it ended up floating all the way across the country. And then they waited until it was over water. Right. Correct. Yeah. That, that's what that's what I've been told. And, and I'm not sure. I've, I've heard a couple of different things. One that they couldn't get high enough to get a, a nice clear backdrop in an area that they knew where there weren't going to be any people because obviously there's going to be ordinance out there right and then and then the second thing is that um that uh, the second thing that i heard and i you know like i say i'm just i'm hearing this from some sources who, who don't want to be divulged but they um they said that uh, uh the, the guns didn't work at that altitude interesting you know, one of the uh, one of the best messages i got on our montana talks app when all of this spy balloon uh coverage started i think it was on a friday when when uh you know thursday it had been confirmed on a thursday a couple thursday, of weeks ago and then second. you and i spoke early in the morning of uh, friday the third i had a message from old clay in billings on our montana talks app and he said gall he says we got a spy balloon hovering overhead, and Flint Rasmussen announces he's retiring from the rodeo. What the heck is going on in America right now? <laughs> and it was such a great message that I was going to save it for you know a couple of days after the you know the breaking news part of the story was over. But I got another message from Old Clay in Billings today. He says, "Larry Mayer, when do you sleep? I see your photos in the Gazette at all hours of the day. Good work. <laughs> That's great. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that." Yeah, in fact, uh, uh, yesterday I was uh, we were up here in our studios, and I had a guest in here with me, and he said, hey, something's going on down here on the railroad tracks. And we looked down, and, yeah, police had cordoned off a portion of the railroad tracks in downtown Billings, and clearly there was something going on. Uh, 855-UHC-MORE. Benefits, features, and or devices vary by plan and area. Limitations and exclusions apply. 
Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, Larry Mayer, 45 years with the Billings Gazette, and uh, yeah, he's he's the guy who's being credited with really breaking this whole story wide open, and I want to give a, a shout out also to our friends here in radio, uh, Michael Foth down the hall from us, had a, had a photo on our website as well saying, hey, what is that strange thing? hovering above us in the skies over Billings, Montana. Uh, Larry, I know you've done countless interviews uh, since that story first broke all over the world. Want to talk about that with you here. Uh, but first, you, you were saying how you got an, an angry phone call uh, from a, a public affairs uh, person with the military after you published this story yesterday about the uh, purported plan to try to shoot down the uh, China spy balloon over the Beartooth Mountains. It's not the first time you've got in an angry phone call uh, from somebody. Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman were in Montana filming the movie Far and Away. I think, was that back in the 90s, yeah, if I recall? Yeah, in the 90s, yeah. Yeah, and, uh, and apparently you, you were out shooting some photographs, uh, you know, at, at the request of the production company, if I recall. Or anyway, you're out shooting some photographs. You didn't shoot any photographs of Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman, but uh, apparently you got a really nasty, angry voicemail from Tom Cruise himself after the fact. Yeah, well, so uh, how that all came down is we, we were doing a story about the rancher who owned the land where the movie was being filmed. There had been several movies, including Little Big Man with Dustin Hoffman, had been filmed there. And it was just a story about him. I wasn't even out there. Was, another photographer went out and took a picture of the rancher, left. And then a few hours later, this is pre-cell phone. So a few hours later, I was on assignment, and um, uh, uh, the office calls, and they said uh, the – Security people from the movie company are here at the front desk, and they want to. Uh, they they said that we took pictures of Tom Cruise out somewhere in some remote location on this ranch. I have no idea what they were doing or what they were worried about, but we hadn't, you know. We I, I and I wasn't even there, and so. Um, <clears throat> So they wanted to look through all the film from the, the, the all the photog- all the assignments from the day, and and I was on the radio, and I said, well, no, they can't, they can't look through our film, you know. Well, you know, back then, you know, we all had landlines, and of course, my you know no, number was listed in the white pages and whatnot. And so when I got home last night, there was this very nasty message from an obviously <laughs> upset Tom Cruise. Maverick himself, right? Didn't he use like an f bomb or something, f uh, you or something like that? Yeah, he said. Uh, he said, and you know, I, I should bring it in, and let you listen to it sometime. We can <laughs> we can block out the f part, but he just in this in this very kind of you know suave Tom Cruise voice, he says, "Hi." This is Tom Cruise. F you. <laughs> and it's like, you know. You should have called him back and be like, oh, I'm dangerous. Yeah, right. Um, well, so I, I, you know, I it was on a cassette tape. So I've still got that original cassette tape, which is, you know, fantastic to play at, like, if you have a party. Oh, that's so, classic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, you know, and here, here's the deal. If you're going to be in this kind of business, you're going to be talking about big news, big issues. You're, you're going to get a nasty phone call from time uh, from time to time. That's just part of being in the business here. Uh, so uh, back to the China spy balloon. How many inter- uh, what are some of the various interviews you've done? I mean, I mentioned doing the, the BBC. I did a, a fun one with a guy from Haver, Montana, who's on the radio down in Denver earlier in the week. But everybody's still talking about this thing. Everybody's still talking about it. You know, it started right away. The first interview I did was with you. And then after that, uh, 
Fox and Friends, uh, Kilmeade's Morning Show on Fox. Those were all, um, um, you know, television interviews. And then um, I did this uh, this show with the David and Will show, which is a, which is a, apparently a, a fairly big morning talk uh, show in um, Australia. And, uh, you know, that, w- that was hilarious because uh, at, toward the end of that interview, they, they asked me, they, they said, well, they, they said, this is such an incredible story that this one picture just like changed everything, you know, changed, you know, relations between the U.S. and China. I mean, you know, and now everybody's looking for these balloons, all this stuff's gone on. So this guy says, well, so when... When they do the movie, who do you want to play you in the movie? And I, of course, I said Tom Cruise, and, and, and they didn't know what the backstory was, but they both laughed. So, oh, yeah, well, I mean, well, it kind of makes sense too because you're a pilot, and he, you know, played Maverick. Uh, in fact, he's being credited single-handedly with saving the film industry because of Top Gun Two that, that came out last year, single-handedly. And I don't even think they got many awards for what single-handedly probably saved the film industry. Uh, yeah. Uh, so well, and then in this Australian interview that you did, didn't they? You had a little case of mistaken identity where they thought you were some Doctor Larry Mayer from somewhere else, so they called you Doctor. You had to correct them there. Yeah, right. Yeah, so the the, the show opened up with a giant correction where I said, "Hey guys, I, that's the wrong Larry Mayer that you that you Googled." So anyway, that was, and they were they were a lot of fun. You know, they were laughing the whole time. It was it was a it was an interesting interview, but. Um, <clears throat> Yeah. So one other thing I was going to tell you is my my nephew uh, played one of the the Fox the Fox and Friends shows for his coworkers in Minneapolis. He works for uh, Burlington Northern, and so he put it up on the screen. They were having a meeting, and he puts it up, and he says, "This is my uncle," you know, and he played that played that clip. And this there's this like 20 year old guy sitting next to him. He says, uh, "says man, it's." Too bad your uncle's so old because he could get a lot of chicks with that. <laughs> You're past your prime, then, right? Is, is what he's saying. Apparently. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's of course uh, for, for those who haven't heard yet. Uh, Don Lemon's remarks on CNN about uh, Nikki Haley. Uh, well, I'll talk about that here in the second half of the show when we open up the phone lines to anything and everything you want to talk about on the show. Hey, if you have a quick question uh, for Larry Mayer here while he's in the house, give us a call as well. I, I neglected to share that phone number with you: two nine four zero. This was a message we got from Terry in Livingston on our Montana Talks app. Uh, Good morning, Aaron. Question. Why didn't Governor Gianforte have the National Guard shoot down the China balloon? I thought National Guard is for the purpose of protecting the homeland and the governor can deploy them in the state. Well, you know. My answer to that is, well, we used to have fighter jets in the Montana Air National Guard, but we lost that capability uh, previous. I think it was under uh, Governor Schweitzer. But what was interesting was that spy bal- or the object that was that was located on radar over Haver, Montana last Saturday that eventually got shot down over Lake Huron. I thought it was interesting. It wasn't the F-22s that reportedly shot that one down. Apparently, it was it was uh, maybe the Michigan National Guard F-16s that actually shot that object down. Right. That's 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 what I've that's what I've read also. It was that was the um, Air Guard and and that and that balloon was a lot lower. 
Yeah, that was at a lower altitude to where where those uh, jets with those uh, gun uh, you know, weapon systems could take it down at that altitude. But it, it does kind of raise raise the point, at least from my perspective, that hey, all the more reason to get a fighter jet capability restored here in Montana, especially with our nuclear missile silos that we have uh, all across the horizon between Billings and Great Falls. Yeah, I think that everything that happens here comes out of Hill Air Force Base. Interesting, yeah, which is down in uh, near Salt Lake, uh, yeah, sort, north yeah, of Salt Lake just, just City. North of Salt Lake, yeah. yeah. Uh, what else stood out to you about this whole story, the continued follow-on news coverage that, that we continue to get about the classified briefings on Capitol Hill, what Joe Biden had to say yesterday, or just the timeline itself? Um, well, there's a couple of things that are that are interesting about that. I, I think, you know, one thing, you know, starting from day one with, with, uh, um, with Chase Doak calling me about the airspace closure. I mean, that was on Wednesday or, you know, calling me about spotting the balloon. So the airspace had been closed. I posted a story about that. Billings Airport's closed. There's, there's, you know, something going on on flight aware. People were sending me stuff from all over. What's going on here? What's going on there? <clears throat> We've never seen a military airspace closure at the Billings Airport before. So that was dramatic, you know. Um, We've seen then- some airport closures, you know, because of that FAA deal that hit the whole country, right. with their website crashed, etc., or temporary closures because of weather or things like that. But yeah, nothing like this. Nothing like this. Yeah. yeah. And, and and on the um, the uh, ATIS broadcast for pilots, it actually it actually said uh, due to ongoing military operations. Uh, what do you think if if your photo had never been published or if the editor said, "Hey, let's wait until we get some sort of official word." Do you think we ever would have gotten an official word? I don't. I think if I if Chase Doak hadn't spotted that thing, you know, my my friend Chase Doak hadn't spotted that thing, he because he had read and he's been on your show. He had read uh, on our website that 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 the airspace had been closed. He was wondering what was going on. He's walking out to his car after work. He looks up in the sky, sees this thing, calls me immediately. I you know was in my car, jump out of the car, grab my. Fortunately, I had my my 200 to 500 Nikkor lens with me, grabbed the 500, <clears throat> started shooting pictures of this thing, um, put all of that stuff together and, and along with a story about uh, the, um, the airspace closure at, at the Billings Airport. And, uh, you know, I mean, here we are 16 days later yesterday um, with, uh, you know, the, the president having to address the nation about it. I mean, I, I yeah. never thought that would have happened. And now this week, uh, the bill by State Senator Ken Bogner out of Miles City to ban uh, foreign ownership of land by the communist Chinese, North Korea, Russia, Iran as well, just cleared one key hurdle in this in the state Senate. And so, uh, yeah, so I, it, it's interesting, too, because, you know, last summer we were reporting on this show about the, the communist Chinese buying land near our nu- nuclear missile silos. And you could hardly get anybody to even talk about that news story, right. even though it was national news. It, it's like it takes a Chinese spy balloon to be hovering right over people's heads to finally realize, oh, hey, communist China might be a threat here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's I mean, in, in my career, I think it's one of the most uh, dramatic um, outcomes from a single picture. I yeah, mean, really. It's just one picture, you know, that started this whole thing. It, it really is. I was thinking about this this morning, too, because you've taken so many great photos throughout your career, scenic photos of the landscape here in Montana, photos from the air uh, as you're a pilot of, of fires. But you think sometimes a photo can tell the whole story in a way that even a, a printed story cannot. It, and the civil rights, the battle for civil rights, it was the pictures and the video that came out of the South 
that woke up the rest of the country uh, of of the the true horror of what was going on down there. And, and so th- these photos are so so important. Larry Mayer, thanks for taking the time to join us uh, in honor as always. Thank you. All right, quick break here on Montana Talks. Phone lines are open. Anything and everything you want to talk about. Two nine four zero nine seventy. Well, a major merger between Billings Clinic and Logan Health is now looking very likely. We had a, a joint press release sent out by Billings Clinic and Logan Health, which is the former Kalispell Regional Health, a hospital uh, system based in Kalispell that has several other clinics across uh, central and northwest Montana. Full details and the full press release go to montanatalks.com, a uh, possible merger between Billings and Kalispell Hospitals. This is where Montana talks ag with Lane Nordland. U.S. Ag tractor sales finished January in the negative, while all segments of ag equipment grew in Canada, according to data out from the Association of Equipment Manufacturers. Total U.S. Ag tractor unit sales fell for January in all segments except one, with 100-plus horsepower two-wheel drive tractors growing just under 23%. U.S. combine sales, however, continued its growth streak, climbing just under 133% year over year. In Canada, combine harvesters led sales again up just under 180%, moving 137 units in January. Overall unit sales and tractors finished the month up 7% as well. Speaking of Canada, U.S. Senator John Tester has called on the Biden administration to fully reopen all ports of entry in Montana to pre-pandemic hours and terminate the vaccination requirements for Canadian truckers entering the U.S. through land port entries. Tester's letter comes after meeting with Montana farmers and business owners who rely on trade and travel across the northern border via ports like Raymond, Opheim, and Morgan. Tester has been increasingly critical of the Biden administration's refusal to reinstate pre-pandemic hours of service and terminate those vaccination requirements. Tester said he first called on the Biden administration to fully reopen back in April 2022. I'm Lane This is where Montana talks. Montana talks with Aaron Flint. All right, great, great to get a chance to catch up with so many of our friends all across Montana, from Glendive to Lewistown, Wolf Point, Malta, all the way over to Missoula, you name it. Phone lines are open for you, 406-294-0970. I'm wondering, uh, on your, your local stations uh, throughout the morning here, you probably heard the news about CNN's Don Lemon, uh, you know the uh, the gay leftist on CNN, Don Lemon. Apparently, he's an expert on women, and he was talking about former Trump UN ambassador Nikki Haley. Nikki Haley announced uh, she's the former uh, Republican governor of South Carolina as well. She announced that she is running for president, and uh, and then she also uh, uh, took uh, took some shots at Joe Biden, uh, and uh, anyway and. So Don Lemon jumps to Joe Biden's defense and then says this about Nikki Haley. This whole talk about AIDS makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her 20s and 30s and 
maybe 40s. What do you that's call not Wait. I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got another. I'm not saying decade. I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. You know, politicians aren't in their prime. Uh, yeah. Okay. Nikki Haley is in her fifties. Joe Biden is in his eighties. And look at the train wrecks that are going on under his watch all over the country right now. But, yeah, Don Lemon now getting roasted uh, for for saying that, uh, you know, for talking about when women might be in their prime. He says 20s, 30s, maybe in their 40s. And as the uh, as the uh, the ladies on Fox News uh, properly put him in his place after they played that soundbite, they made a great point. Here you've got the modern day Democrat Party and folks in the media like Don Lemon who can't even tell you what a woman is, but they're sure experts on women, aren't they? So what I'm wondering is on your local radio station, did you guys get any song requests in honor of Don Lemon? Uh, a couple, a couple that that, that we've been uh, joking about here. Uh, first song, of course, is Stacy's mom has got it going on. Uh, that can be played in honor of Don Lemon. And then the other one. This was uh, this was a bit of a throwback here. Uh, this one, uh, this one is uh, what is the name of the song? Oh yeah, older women make better lovers. Would you agree with that one? It's by Ronnie McDowell uh, from back in the 70s. All right, let's get into your phone calls here. 406-294-0970. Connor in Bozeman, first up. Connor, thanks for the call. Yeah, I just want to give a shout-out and say thank you and some praise to all the timber workers and everybody in the timber industry in this state. We just lost one of our remaining mills in Livingston to another fire. Yeah. Um, it is really going to be a devastating hit to this to this state. There will now be no lumber mills. The closest one will be in Deer Lodge to the Bozeman area in the millions and millions of acres of forest that need to be treated responsibly. It's now going to become damn near impossible to find firewood for sale. I'm a small-time firewood seller, just a guy by himself trying to deliver an honest cord of wood every day. And I'd also like to say... Not so much of a thank you to the people that are in the firewood industry that don't bother delivering a real cord of wood. And that's coming from a guy who's delivered 7,000 cord of firewood, every single one of them stacked and delivered like a full gallon of milk should be. But, again, pray for the people in Livingston. A lot of people just lost their jobs. This is the same company that shut down up in Townsend a few years ago right before COVID. I drive all through this valley here in the Galton Valley, and I see all these houses, and they're all built out of frickin' timber. Yeah. Lumber. We need these mills. Maybe our good governor with his $500 million checkbook could do a no-interest loan to the company that's trying to keep that mill open and keep it going and keep that keep those families able to put some food on their family. Well, i got to go. I'm getting upset. Yeah, God bless you. America and God bless Montana. Hey, Thank you. God bless day. you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for, yeah. No, thanks for that. Yeah, 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 just a sad loss for our friends in Livingston with the loss of RY Timber. Second fire, they announced they're not going to be reopening it. And, you know, I've, I've talked with, you know, great folks like Ed Regan over the years. And, you know, especially after they sadly had to shut down their operation in Townsend. And this, this ongoing battle to try to get access to what should be accessible so-called public lands. And when Teddy Roosevelt created, uh, you know, these so-called public lands, the idea was to be multiple use. Uh, you know, I would, I, would, I would add this. Judge Malloy from the federal bench in Missoula should be thrown off the bench. 
that guy is responsible for shutting down more timber mills in western Montana in his tenure. He should absolutely be thrown off the bench. And you know what the latest is out of Judge Don Malloy? He... So basically, uh, what you see, not just out of Judge Don Malloy, this uh, this liberal who was put on the bench while uh, Bill Clinton was president, uh, Don Malloy just blocked the expansion for the coal mine near Roundup, Montana. But then separately, you've got other federal judges who gave the green light to a big solar power project. So, I mean, think about just 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 the corruption in our federal judicial system, where it is very clear they're in the back pocket of the communist Chinese, just like so many in our federal government are. They're green lighting projects that basically send money to communist China for this Green New Deal garbage. And they're shutting down a mine, uh, you know, expansion uh, in all in the same breadth, practically. It's outrageous. Now, uh, regarding Governor Gianforte, I, I spoke with Governor Gianforte and the full audios on our Montana Talks website right now. Uh, he just went out to Sydney, Montana, following the news of the closure of the Sydney Sugar's Sugar Beet Factory. So we got the latest from him. But I also asked him about, about RY Timber as well and what we've got to do to not only help the workers there, but really to fix this long-term problem that we've been struggling with for decades in Montana now, which is the ongoing uh, you know, battle with these environmental extremists who have been shutting down these mills. Uh, thanks for that call, uh, Connor. Great to hear from you. Dave in Billings, uh, next up on the phone lines. Uh, Dave, what's on your mind this morning? Hey, Aaron. How you doing? Doing great. <clears throat> okay. As a, as a person who used to do surgery, I'm 80 years old. As a person who used to do surgery, what is the purpose of transgender surgery? Good question. Yeah, it's a purpose is to depopulate the uh, the world basically. But these transgender surgery uh, victims will not be able to uh, have kids. So uh, that's a, that's one of the purposes I would guarantee you. And that's uh, that's how we started. Well, I think Charles Schwab over there should commit suicide publicly the way. Well, Klaus Klaus Schwab, not Charles Schwab. Yeah, Klaus, yeah, Klaus, yeah you're Klaus, thinking. Klaus, of, yeah, yeah, Klaus. Yeah, yeah Charles Schwab is. Uh, yeah, I'm, is I'm I'm as old as Biden, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I was going to ask you, what, you're 80 years old. What do you mean you used to do surgery? Why aren't you performing surgery right now at 80? <laughs> because because I'm retired military and I'm, 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 I'm living on my laurels. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. No, that's that's an interesting uh, question that you bring up about about how, you know, especially uh, the Democrat legislators in Helena that are promoting these radical transgender surgeries for kids and 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 opposing efforts to protect kids from those types of procedures. Not only that, but to protect kids from these puberty blockers or other medications that could lead to sterilization. Remember, these are the same climate alarmists. These are the same environmental extremists who will talk all day long about climate change, and they think there's too many people on the planet, and we've got to do something about about the population and the number of people on the planet. Now they don't care. They don't seem to be so concerned with real world environmental threats like what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio. They're they're virtually ignoring that. Because that's an actual environmental threat. Instead, they're too busy promoting their climate alarm, alarmist unicorn fantasy theories. But hey, why would they? Why would they be the same people that want to lower the population in the name of climate change? That would sponsored by Age of Learning. Broadcasting from the Grizzly Gold and Silver Studios, trusted by the Northwest, Montana owned. Online at grizzlygoldandsilver.com.
Serving the great state of Montana, from the peaks of the Beartooth to the banks of the Clark Fork River, this is Montana Talks with Aaron Flint. All right, I do want to uh, play a soundbite. Uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome was on Hannity's show last night. I mentioned this in the first half hour of the program as we were talking with Larry Mayer from the Billings Gazette about his latest story on the China spy balloon and how there was a plan to shoot down the balloon over the Beartooth Mountains here in Montana. Uh, but yeah, but Christy Nome also shared some very interesting insight about how she was even left in the dark, even though she's the governor of South Dakota and South Dakota is home to our bombers at Ellsworth Air Force Base. I'll play that here in a second, but first want to get to your phone calls, 406-294-0970 here on this Freedom Friday. Mark in Bozeman, are you there? Yes. Yeah, what's your thoughts? Well, it's uh, my prayers go out to the guys in Livingston are why. Why can't they rig it to where the town can buy that mill and rebuild it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. One option there. I thought it was, you know, to me, you know, it's uh, it or maybe a a cooperative, right? Kind of like the Sydney Sugars uh, concept. What if the local farmers form their own cooperative? Now, they've tried it in the past. And one of the big hurdles is even if you can buy buy the buy the the factory, can you sell the sugar based on the sugar allotment? But one thing Governor Gianforte said after he met with locals in Sydney Wednesday night is, you know, they've got economic development folks that are also looking at how they can repurpose that sugar beet factory into something else. I mean, the good news is, is for the farmers, you know, that's good irrigated ground. They can they can grow something else on that highly productive land. But what about the factory? What about the factory workers? That's the focus right now. So, yeah, similar concept, similar type of you know thinking when it comes to Livingston as well, especially as the state of Montana is now being more aggressive about treating more of these federal lands through uh, through good neighbor authority agreements. You know, we've now got a governor who's more supportive of logging and of timber. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can we can get it back up and running, even if under a different name, right? Right, because I myself am another firewood cutter. Mm-hmm. And uh, without uh, getting the dead wood and the large trees out of the forest, we end up in the forest sicker than the pandemic. Mm. Yeah. I also had a, a really good point after my conversation with the governor uh, earlier in the week. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, Christine in Frenchtown, Montana, she's in her and her husband are in the logging uh, industry. And she made a really good point uh, because, uh, you know, the state of Montana has doubled the number of acres that have been treated in our forests uh, since uh, since uh, Governor Gianforte became governor. But she made a good point. Acres treated versus the number of logs cut are two different things and can be do two different things. So we not only need to focus on the number of acres that are being treated from a healthy forest standpoint, we also have to focus on uh, the number of number of, uh, of logs that actually make it to these mills as well. I thought that was a great point uh, that, that she made. 294-0970, the number for you. Here is uh, South Dakota Governor Christy Nome talking about how she was left in the dark when the spy balloon was hovering over South Dakota as well. Sean, let me tell you a story. I was standing upstairs in the governor's residence, actually in my closet, when one of my staffers came upstairs and said, Governor, we need to talk to you downstairs about a national security issue that you need to be briefed on by your National Guard. They indicated to me that the Pentagon and Department of Defense had reached out to them that they needed to be on alert 
because there was a foreign object in the sky over Montana that would be coming into South Dakota in the next 24 hours, and our assets might need to be utilized to take it down. Now, listen, Sean, this was two days before the rest of the country even knew that this object existed. And the Pentagon and the White House did not let me know as governor of South Dakota that my National Guard may be utilized, that my F-16s or my uh, personnel that have expertise in recovery of these kind of objects might be tapped to come in and assist the United States. And they did not um, have any communication with me until the balloon had already crossed through South Dakota when was over the central United States. In fact, when you guys were reporting on Fox News that it was over Montana, that balloon had already crossed into the middle oh. of the country. So this is the kind of deception that we have going on with our administration. This is what they've lied to the American people, covered it up. They've gone around governors and not communicated to us. And frankly, I believe they shot this balloon down over the water because they wanted to be able to decide what was on board that balloon. And if some of it was lost at sea uh, that they didn't want us to ever know about, that was an easy um, narrative that they could sell to us, uh, that they could keep as much quiet as they felt they wanted to. Yeah, very interesting. That was uh, Governor Christy Nomon with Hannity last night. Meanwhile, uh, Joe Biden finally took uh, finally took to the podium yesterday. He tried to take questions after his remarks. And as the Daily Caller reports, became visibly overwhelmed and then walked away. Sir, there's been criticism. There's been criticism that this was. There's been criticism that this. Sir, Mr. President, Mr. President, there has been criticism. Did you hear that? He says, "Give me a break, man," before he walked away. The question, if you missed it, was. Or have you and your family been compromised because of your business dealings uh, with with China? Travis, hold the bumper music if I caught you in time. Jim in Malta uh, tells us Ronnie McDowell sang this song. Uh, and uh, you could play it in honor of Don Lemon and his remarks about women being past their prime. I want to know how many of you folks can agree with this statement. Older women are beautiful lovers. Older women make good lovers. There you go.